0: Blessed y'all with some exhale. We're gonna have a good episode today. I hope y'all are doing good. It is Maurice McMillan, your boy, with the Don't Quote Me podcast, episode six, officially. And yeah, let's get into it. I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about, but I'm gonna be real honest my political section today is not as tight as I want it to be. And it is mostly because I have been binge watching Santa Clarita diet. But I'm going to get into that later. So, first off, I got to give a shout out to Gary Owen because he had me fucking dying at work today. Because I was uh, listening to the Breakfast Club while I was uh, working. And he was making fun of takashi Nine. And, um, I, if you don't know who he is, I do not fault you because I did not know who he was before, like a couple of months ago. And this is, I think like maybe like the second time I've seen what he actually looks like. And, but yeah, today was the first time I actually heard him speak. So that was interesting. I heard his music for the first time too, but long story short, Takashi 69 goes on Breakfast Club yesterday. And in my opinion was kind of making a fool of himself. But it, it was pretty hilarious, like unintentionally for at least uh, that's what I'm assuming it was. And what killed me is today, Gary Owen basically came in on The Breakfast Club and impersonated his whole Takashi 6 9 whole interview. It had all the mannerisms and the fake tattoos and crazy hair and shit. It was just cracking jokes and it was funny as shit. And he is one of those white dudes who was invited to the cookout. So um, shout out to Gary Owen. And not Owens, it's Owen, because I mix that up sometimes myself. And um, also, I'm uh, trying to get some more guests lined up. I know my uh, best friend is coming up from L.A. soon in a couple of weeks, so she wants to be on here, and that sounds like a fun one. So I'm going to have her on here, and when I get her on here, that's probably like two weeks away, and I'm going to try to get my friend Willis on next week. So let's see how that goes, ideally. And, um, we had got lunch the other day, we got dinner the other day last week on Friday and we were just talking, shooting the shit. And we started talking about how he thinks we might go to war with China, which I thought was an interesting opinion on the situation. And he doesn't want to switch, which I said he should tell me why, but on the air, because I am very curious to hear why he doesn't want to switch that seems to be the new hotness right now for all the gaming kids who everybody's not a pc gamer at least pretty much wants to switch so um yeah let's get into the political section and um i got a hot take for you i'm gonna do my first official prediction of this podcast and it is not a cheery prediction it is depressing but i will just preface this and say I predicted Trump getting elected in 2016 in March and the only reason I know that is because I saw an old tweet of mine on accident a couple days ago and I was like oh shit I actually said that and I was right as fuck so um my first official prediction of this podcast is depressing as fuck and that is I think we will be in war well in another war before 2020 election and i say that because we are you know we're going to the next big news getting a new national security advisor because hr mcmaster is out and john bolton is in and this is a dude who really was too crazy even for the bush days which i thought was interesting and um he still thinks the iraq war was a good idea and he also wants to potentially, maybe, we'll see, go to war with North Korea and or Iran. Which I think is like, you just picking up wars like you don't have a care in the fucking world. You can already tell his kids aren't in the army. But, um, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But um, I think we are going to be in war at some point before 2020. And I am like 80% sure of that. And that leads me into my second official prediction of this podcast. And you know what that is? Donald Trump is going to get reelected. And you know why? Because nothing makes sense anymore. And the second we're in war, everybody wants to be patriotic and some bullshit. And then they're just like, sorry, man, my shit's all fucking clogged up. I don't know why. Hang on one second. All right, I'm back. I just have to blow my nose for a second. I think I sound a little bit better. But, um, anyway, I forgot what I was talking about because that's what happens when you get high and do podcasts. But you know what? We keep it real here because, you know, I ain't got a sponsor. So why the fuck not? But if y'all want to sponsor me and then see what I sound like when I'm a sponsor, get some shine, like working for Nike or some bullshit. I don't know. It's like, yeah, you know, everybody sucks. But that Nike and Nike is the chef's night. But, um, you know. Anything that pays the bills at this point will be dope. Because um, the job I got right now, I fucking love. But I only make so much money, man. It, it's it's rough out in America in 2018. But um I'm sure y'all know that better than I do. But anyway, my second official prediction is that I think Donald Trump is going to get reelected. And I think he's going to get reelected. Because once we're in the middle of war, everybody's going to want to be, quote unquote, more devoted to their president and show that they're patriotic and they don't want to be a quote unquote traitor, which I think is super ironic because we're being led by a traitor <laughs> into a pointless war. But um, we're, we're not there yet. Fortunately, he uh, doesn't start until I believe the 7th of April. But um, as you know, what the episode, what the name of this shit is. Don't quote me on that because I do not remember the exact date. But um, yeah, long story short, John Bolton is has been called on TV and on uh, articles on the Internet multiple times as a warmonger. So, um, you know, hope that helps you get to sleep at night. I was listening to Pod Save America the other day and they were cracking jokes like, hey, if y'all got a bucket list, you know, maybe y'all want to start doing some shit on your bucket list right now because this shit might not be here tomorrow, because John Bolton is starting soon, so, um, I took that to heart, so, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, do what I'm doing, because as of right now, playing video games, smoking, doing my podcast, watching TV, it's pretty cool, so, um, I'm gonna keep on doing that shit, and, um, the other, uh, I guess news, this is, this is news now, you know, in America, 2018 but um stormy daniels is um you know just was on 60 minutes and i watched that shit and i I was a little let down personally thought it was gonna be a little bit more scandalous and dramatic but i'm messy i was just rooting for this like her just like snatch her wig off like and i'm a man too nigga like what like just just like even though i know she's not that would have been so fucking funny if she did that on tv just to fuck with him, because Trump is so fucking petty, he would have just, like, probably just fucking resign just, just because he's so petty, It's like, fuck it, she's, man, all right, just take the whole shit, all right, I'm just gonna go back to my gold toilets and shit, man, I don't even need none of this mess, yeah, that was the last goddamn straw, I'm out this bitch, but, um, you know, I don't think we're that lucky that we're, he'll just w- willingly give the shit up, anything will be under this nigga for 12 16 years but um ideally I'm wrong as fuck on that but um I honestly just don't see how pandora goes back into the box after he either um doesn't win re-election or is impeached or arrested or dies or whatever of old age or other reasons i think regardless we will never go back to how shit was. Like, <laughs> like everybody knows that everybody stands now. So it's just like, mm-mm. just like I see Dave and I know that nigga voted for Trump. Mm 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 mm. He can't come to the movies with us. <laughs> he gotta take separate transportation. You know, like mm-mm. we ain't rocking with him like that no more. It's like, but anyway, the reason I bring up Stormy Daniels is because while the the mainstream media has been crucif- crucifying the her lawyer saying how sketchy and uh shady he is and how like scandalous he is and all of that shit he's like a tv lawyer and as someone who doesn't know the law at all I think he is fucking entertaining as fuck and I'm rooting for him every step of the way if anything I think I'm rooting for him more than I'm rooting for Mueller right now because all the shit Muller is doing he has such he has such um what's the word um he has such poise and his team is really tight-lipped and they're not just you know like oh yeah by the way we're going to do this next week and this you know there's there's very every piece of information has come from someone who was interviewed by them rather than someone who was doing the interviewing which i think is pretty uh, interesting because nowadays it seems like everything leaking from everywhere, and that's like the one place that's not leaking in Washington, seemingly. But um, yeah, Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels, or Stephanie Clifford, whatever you want to call her, her lawyer. This dude is fun as fuck to watch, and uh, even though he overhyped sixty Minutes, I'm still salty about that. The fact that he had he was on Twitter like if a picture is worth a thousand words, I wonder what this is worth. And then it's a picture of a blank DVD. Like, like what do we got on here? We got some video pictures, what text messages, what? So, um, ideally they just, you know, show it, show it to lawyers and shit and don't put it on TV because I'm not trying to see his fat ass gyrating. But, um, yeah, you know, I don't know what y'all into. If If y'all want to, you know, go a little strange with the orange danger, you know? That's your prerogative? And um it seemed like Melania just letting everything slide. I've never seen a more quiet woman in the wake of shit like this she is like like if this were me do you know how many secret service people would have like sore shins and shit because i'd just be kicking and screaming all the fucking time like (laughs) like everybody would have like a sore jaw sore nuts sore knees and shins i'd just be kicking and swinging and swearing for like 40 days and 40 nights just like fuck this nigga fuck this house fuck these hoes fuck this bitch fuck you bitch you orange fat bitch like I can just see her just going off all the fucking time and the fact that no one has like a little bit of a quote from her is just jaw dropping to me like as many leaks as there are like I want some direct quotes from this bitch like like, this nigga just got me out and about looking dirty as shit, and I already know our, our marriage was a sketch from the get-go, but goddamn, like, at least be a little bit cuddy about the shit. Like, he is, re- <laughs> he is really bad at this shit, and it's really fucking funny, but, um, you know, when you're really dumb, it makes sense that you make really dumb mistakes, which leads me into the next two things I want to talk about regarding this story, so... Stormy Daniels lawyer, right? Michael Avenatti. He had, he went on, um, the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell the other day. And he was talking about how he's laying like all these secret legal traps for them to just walk into. And because Trump is dumb and only hires like, you know, like B and C lawyers, like they're not you know, just going to like duck and dodge all the shit that they need to be ducking and dodging. So long story short, they basically have him in a middle of a trap of where they want to put him on record in court on whether or not that the, uh, agreement was even a a real thing that he was aware of. And the fact that that will be on record means that we can just, you know, go from there. Cause as of now, he just not saying shit which a lot of people are pointing out is really out of character for someone who calls out literally every fucking body on every fucking stupid little thing. Like, I was just thinking right before I started recording today, I was like, oh wow, he really did call out Steph Curry one time. Like, wow, you call out Steph Curry and Jay-Z and a whole bunch of other black people and a whole bunch of random organizations. And what was that? I think like Nordstrom and some shit. Like, like you really have a wide range and shit. Like, like that's a shotgun, shotgun. If that makes any sense. Like, yo, aim is wide as shit, my guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, like, bro, like that is not precise in the sl- in the slightest. But he is now basically has to say whether or not that he was aware of it. Because if he says he didn't. I'm 99.9% sure that's perjury and if he says he does then this is like oh wow you got this one agreement what about all these other girls that are maybe in the mix because apparently eight girls have come to him that he has not verified yet I remember when he said six so two more were added on to that and um another thing that I wanted to talk about regarding Stormy Daniels is that the NDA that she signed some people have pointed out that this NDA was quote-unquote standard boilerplate which means that it was just you know they had them by the dozen you know it wasn't something that they had to craft for this one situation it was something that this situation happens so often and so regularly that they just have a stack of forms you know like I guess like near the exits or whatever just like all right we got another one all right you want a what hundred grand 150 grand I don't fucking care you want that much put that in this box sign this da 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 Anyway, on this form that people have pointed out is just standard. There's a little box for paternity. So it's possible. It's possible that he just has a whole bunch of unclaimed kids running around. It's also more likely, in my personal opinion, that he has a bunch of off the books abortions, which I would assume doesn't fly with Evangelica even evangelicals, but like, I'm pretty sure it does nowadays because I mean, if Trump does it, it's cool because God said so or something or such, whatever. Um, some people think that, which I think is hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to move into the other topic that I have that I wanted to mention because... I don't know how y'all Facebook is looking, but my personal Facebook has been annoying as shit regarding the gun control debate because almost every fucking thing I see against gun control is based on a fucking lie or a half truth. And then it's like, I don't have the fucking energy to just like, bruh, this is a lie. Like I Googled this in 30 seconds. Like this is a fucking lie. Like you really standing by this fucking lie. Like... Like, like, if you want to, like, make an argument with me, like, I was talking to one of my, a friend of a friend on Facebook, never met, so I was talking to him yesterday, like, in a public debate or whatever, and I guess last night, we were just arguing back and forth regarding, uh, whether more gun control is necessary, and he wasn't, you know, saying things that are just flat out lies, which I appreciate. We were just having a disagreement, which is totally fair and fucking normal. And more people should have disagreements are good because you can come to some mutual understandings and eventually come to, you know, uh, agree to disagree, or, uh, you both move down the road on some other part of the discussion. It was like, maybe we both don't agree that, assault rifle should be banned but we can both agree that you know people on the terrorist watch list shouldn't have guns like you know like we're making progress even if we don't you know have the touchdown we got the first down you know and let's just keep moving it down the field and if you don't watch football I apologize but what I basically said was we can go all the way or we can go there one step at a time you know so anyway I know it's fucking frustrating when people just start lying. But, um, one of the things that I want to mention, uh, one of the things I hear regularly is that like, Oh, you know, it's a mental health issue. It's a mental health issue, which is true, but not the whole truth. (laughs) It's a mental health issue and a gun issue because people who have mental health issues have guns. (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like like oh it's peanut butter and jelly but it's just peanut butter like no it's peanut butter and jelly and if you want to be specific and bread but we're not talking about food talking about gun control and what bothers me the most is when people say oh you know we should just be nicer and then they won't do that first off A percentage of the population is always going to do that if you give them the tools to do that with. And the fact that you can get an AR-15 in less time than it takes to watch an episode of Game of Thrones, I personally think is fucking bullshit. (laughs) It shouldn't be that easy to fucking gun down a whole classroom. But people want to say that first uh, a Second Amendment, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, ignoring the, you know, militia part, Which I understand that the NRA wants people to ignore the militia part. But that was also mentioned that people constantly fucking ignore. (laughs) But, you know, I, uh, there was a, a retired Supreme Court justice, if I'm not mistaken, forgot his name, but, um, I remember he wrote an article recently on New York Times, I believe, where he was saying that the Second Amendment should be repealed completely which I'm both for and against because I am only for it if it's replaced in a in a reworded way like if there's like more of a specificity to individual rights I would appreciate a repeal and replace (laughs) it makes me sound republican but um I would love a repeal and replace on the second amendment that would be like my liberal wet dream I guess because I am totally for having guns, but I'm not ha- for having crazy, ridiculous assault rifles for unchecked people who-, who clearly shouldn't have them, you know? Like, if you're Uncle Buck and fucking Wichita, Wichie, Mississippi... I'm pretty sure it's not a real place for the sake of this argument. Let's say it is. If you got this dude who's there, who wants to have 16 AR 15s just so he can show off on Instagram and flex for bitches, that's his prerogative. But I don't think he should be able to do that in 40 minutes. No background check, no consequences, hardly registered. You know what I mean? Like, like dude, like, There are countries that have legal guns. They are just a little bit harder to acquire, which I think is fair. Like you can have the shit. Maybe it shouldn't be super easy. Is that really a cruel position to take? I personally don't think so, but it's my opinion. And also want to point out, two other things regarding gun control one the nra's donations since the parkland shooting have more than tripled which tells me that people are scared and they really think that shit might work this time regarding more gun control which it has worked to some extent to some places which is good there are people have taken steps in the right direction and there are other people who have this I don't even know what they're doing. Like I heard there's this one school that is their policy on shooters is they have a bucket of rocks. I shit you not please Google it because I forgot the name of the school, <laughs> but basically they have a bucket of rocks and in, in the like situation where they have like an active shooter on campus, which I'm just like, damn man, y'all might as well just got like a fucking fucking dog. <laughs> At least like people would have liked the dog a lot more. You know what I mean? But, um, You know, the uh, people trying to, you know, because no one wants to tackle the elephant in the room. So, you know, they're just picking up the elephant shit. And it's like, well, I guess if we clean it up, then the room will be nice. Not, you know, paying attention to the fact there's still an elephant in the room shitting every once in a while. But um the other part that's funny about this whole gun control thing is that under Trump, since people who usually buy guns when they're scared and they want to, you know, like, oh, they're talking about gun control. I need to buy another gun. Those kind of people, since Trump have been a, has been elected, don't really feel as much of a need to, you know, run and go get a gun because, you know, Trump is pro-gun and he's not going to do shit to the NRA if he doesn't have to. So, he, like, other than that day where he just went off script, which I still think was funny as fuck, when he just started talking about all types of gun control, like, man, there's an age limit, and it's like, oh, that's not in your bill? Oh, y'all scared of the NRA. I'm not scared of the NRA. Like, when he was just going off like that, that was funny. But, you know, as y'all saw, he definitely buckled and did not do shit. But, um, since he is, quote-unquote, in favor of gun control. I don't know why I did quote unquote, but since he is in favor of, you know, guns and, um, you know, he doesn't want to fuck with the NRA and he thinks they're great people, people who get scared and buy guns have been buying a lot less of them lately. And so, uh, Remington, a gun maker has filed for bankruptcy. And since there's not as many scapegoats, for, you know, people just like, oh, you know, Obama's going to take your guns. He's not there no more. He ain't taking shit. He's going to take another vacation or another check, you know, (laughs) like shouts out to my guy. Like that's what he's going to do. He's going to take his kids to school, my nigga. Like (laughs) that's what he's taking. But, um, you know, since no one's really quote unquote, taking your guns other than, you know, since Parkland, like there hasn't really been much of a push to go buy guns so the gun sales have been dropping off a little bit and apparently remington is really hurting by it and nra da- nation in our well nra donations have more than tripled because people are scared and they're not really buying guns as much apparently but since parkland happened that kind of like you know amped up the base again so i'm guessing gun sales are going up now and nra donations have a set of triple but um yeah i'm wrapping it up for the politics section so Let's get into the, I don't know why I paused so hard, but, um, I guess video games. So I got a lot of shit to say about video games this week and a lot of shit to say about TV this week that I feel like is going to go by hella quick in my head, but we'll see. Anyway, for video games, <clears throat> I finally finished near. And I thought it was really good. There were a couple of sections in the game that I got really stuck in. that I don't know if it was because I wasn't paying attention. Or if it was because I was stoned. Or because I was playing it on mute. Because I was watching, I think, um, Z Nation at the time. I was watching some TV show. But um, I had one monitor going. Other one I was playing. And so I missed a bunch of shit, I'm assuming. Because I was really like kind of one ear in, one ear out for the story. Until, like, the very end when it started to get really interesting. But, um, I finished near. I recommend it. I'm sure the story is good because at the very end it started to get really fucked up and really dark. But, um, there's 26 endings and I got all of the endings except one because I just literally did not have the patience for it. So I, I YouTubed it and I was like, alright. Since I wasn't really paying too much attention to the story, I was like, well, um, I guess that's cool, you know. And, um, halfway through my, uh, platinum run, I remembered there is a feature in this game, which I thought was interesting, where you can buy trophies with in-game currency, which since I was like, I think like 40 hours into the game, I had plenty of. So I just spent all of my money, sold all my shit, and, um, I got the platinum. <laughs> so, um, I didn't anticipate my platinum being that soon and that easy. But, um, yeah, so I got the platinum in that, so I'm just done with Nier. And I know a lot of people don't really care about PlayStation trophies as much as I do. But um, I mean, like when it comes to like, oh, if I can get a, a cool, if I can get a, a, a platinum for a game I really like and a little bit of time, then that has more incentive for me to buy it personally. Because if it's a bad game and it's like 60 bucks, but as cheap platinum, I'm not going to buy it. But if it's like a dollar and it's like an hour and it's a platinum, I'm like, why the fuck not? like I bought taco master that shit was fun as fuck it's like an iphone game but it had a platinum so I'm like fuck it let's roll and I got my name is mayo where you literally just tap the screen 10,000 times and you get a trophy (laughs) I mean you get a platinum so um I thought that was funny and um I got those two things for two dollars where i'm like i could have got like a 60 game and not even got a platinum but um yeah like i guess like it's like the e-penis measure for playstation but um i don't really like brag about it as much as i used to when it first came out because i was really hyped about it but like um now it's just like kind of like a personal sense of pride like like damn these are all the games i've played these are the ones i really got like you know put the time into but um i got the platinum in that so i'm done with it for sure that was a good 10 bucks shouts out the discounts but um i also played a little bit of the monster hunter dlc and i gotta be honest i think i'm good on monster hunter for a minute because i did fight the devil joe and i i tracked it down it's a lot stronger than i thought it's like a fiery t-rex with a fucking angry mean streak and it just be uh it'd be going off and swinging and shit but um i beat it on the first try even though i fucked up a little bit near the end um i was like all right i'm good my all my armor is good i was just hopping around with my uh My, um, insect glaive, I think that's the name of the weapon, it's like a staff, you slam into the ground, you jump around like a pogo stick, and it's like zip around in the air just hitting the monster and shit, and it's a really dope weapon that I realized was dope as I was like starting to get burnt out on the game, so I only used it I think like 30 times, so, compared to maybe 200 or 300 for my other weapons, but, um, yeah, I keep saying, but, um, I'm thinking of how I met your mother. Shots out to Robin Scherbatsky, Robin the fake character, the fake Canadian, who would always say, but um, and kids would drink in college. And that was the drinking game they had because she would say it so fucking much. And I feel like her today. So if you ever hear me say, but um, take a shot and you will probably be fucking shit faced. And I apologize for the potential hospital bills and/or death. So, probably don't do it and I don't endorse it, but if you do do it, YouTube it. Uh, but I don't endorse it, but I will watch it, but I don't endorse it. That's the key part. So, you can't sue me. And I quote: na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. And also, I had a kind of weird week last week or a weird Friday last week. So uh, when I got home, I just started buying a bunch of shit. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go old-fashioned American route. I got a little bit of money saved. I'm just going to treat myself. So I pre-ordered Far Cry 5, which arrived yesterday. I pre-ordered God of War, which comes out on April 20th. And I think I want to take off from work that day. That's Friday. And then I also pre-ordered Detroit Become Human that has Jesse Williams in it. And that comes out May 25th. So I'm really excited to play all of those games especially Detroit because I know God of War is going to be good so I was just like all right I know it's gonna be good Far Cry I was a little worried about recently but apparently it's good It's had a little bit of bugs that I'm hoping have been worked out didn't really follow it up yet honestly it's still in the packaging and um, I also bought Celeste which I only played for about like 10 minutes I liked it, but I just don't know when I'm going to go back to it, because as you just heard, I just kind of went game crazy. I almost bought Burnout Remastered, because I love that game, and if there's a a really quick platinum, I may still buy it, but we'll see. Probably not, because I'm getting kind of stacked. And then um, I bought Kirby Star Allies for the Switch as well, and that arrived today. And I think I might start playing that when I get off of this podcast. But we will see. And um, I also, since I finished near on Sunday, I think, I uh, went back to Bayonetta 2. I had stopped at chapter 3. And I believe there are 16 chapters in the game completely. So I am uh, at about chapter 13, the last I checked. So, um, as I mentioned before, Bayonetta 2, I'm really, really enjoying and um, I'm starting to really appreciate how much sharper the graphics are, which I guess is kind of like not as impressive on Switch because it's not like a PS4 or Xbox or whatever, but, um, I compare it to Bayonetta 1 on Switch. It's like night and day because Bayonetta 1 on Switch did not look good in my Personal opinion: It looked really fucking bad. It played, it play, it played pretty good, but it looked pretty fucking bad. But Bayonetta 2 basically looks like Bayonetta 1 should have looked, and plays a lot better. And now I have uh, a bunch of crazy weapon combinations. Like one of them, I have a bow and arrow from my hands, and then I have chainsaws on my feet. And then for my other uh, alternate uh, weapon combo. I have a, a whip for my hands and then I have guns on my feet. So I'm just like constantly fucking shit up. And since Nier and Bayonetta have like very similar button schemes, I don't really have to like relearn how to play the game. And I just basically can switch back from both games pretty quick, pr- pretty easily because dodge is the same button and the attack buttons are the same. So I can just, you know, pretty much just rock. And when you play Near, I feel like, You're constantly mashing the dodge button over and over and over again. But when you play Bayonetta, you can, like, all the attacks seem to be coming at you much slower. Which I guess is good that Nier kind of trained me to be better at Bayonetta, too. Because whenever I see Bayonetta attacks coming in, I mean, like, when I see her about to be attacked, it feels like they're coming in slow motion when you compare it to, like, how fast and how many things are attacking you in Nier. But, um, so now I'm just hella fucking good in Bayonetta 2 and I'm getting like golds and platinums and silvers on everything versus when I was playing Bayonetta 1, I would get a stone or bronze on almost every single chapter, section, level, like all of that shit. It was just fucking terrible from start to finish. And I think like I got a gold, like maybe like twice in the whole fucking game. So I'm a lot better at Bayonetta 2. So maybe they did some like behind the scenes improvements to the controls that I didn't notice, but I'm just, my skill level in Bayonetta 2 is just off the charts in my, even though I'm playing on normal, which is, you know, a huge asterisk, but I'm crushing it right now and I'm, I'm loving it and I can probably beat that game by tomorrow night if I really wanted to, because I'm playing it on my breaks at work. Since I'm, uh, instead of taking two tens, I'm, like, banking them up to take two twenties right before I get off. I mean, like, not two twenties, one twenty right before I get off. So I'll just spend that twenty minutes, like, uh, listening to something or whatever. And then I'll be, uh, playing Bayonetta on mute. So now that I'm, uh, home, I might, you know, you know, put it back in the dock, let it charge a little bit. Maybe finish it tonight, maybe finish it tomorrow, we'll see. I still want to play a little bit more Kirby because I played the demo a couple of weeks ago with my girl. And, you know, I think that's a good couples game. So I I recommend it for that reason alone that the, the control scheme is simple. Everything is really adorable. And if you don't know who Kirby is, he's a little pink little furball or whatever. Well, not furball, but a pink little ball person that eats things and becomes them. So he'll eat a dude with a sword and then he'll get a sword. He'll eat a flame dude, he'll get fire powers. He'll eat an ice dude, he'll get ice bears, that kind of shit. But in this game, you can combine them with your partners and combine your moves or you can combine your skills. So it's like you can do like supers in a way where you all just like combine your shits and do like some epic attack. Or you can like combine fire and a sword to get a fire sword. But um, I played the demo, loved it so I was like this is probably worth my money especially because I've never paid for a Kirby game before I've only played the uh, I believe the 64 version I forgot the name of it but that's the only one I remember and I think maybe a GameCube version I think there was one I can't remember maybe I'm just thinking of Melee I don't know shouts out to Melee and um yeah I still haven't opened Far Cry 5, uh, which I think is funny because as you may or may not remember, I was pretty, pretty hyped to get it. Uh, I heard people were a little upset because the story didn't take, I guess, like a hard stance or whatever. Like it wasn't like fully swinging into like, as I was joking about going anti-Trump, which I didn't expect it to be. And someone pointed out that it was written in 2014, so like I didn't know that at the time, but now I really would assume it had nothing to do with Trump unless they're like fucking just psychics and Nostradamus and what all that. But yeah, I I um, will eventually get to Far Cry 5 because I know I'm not going to just, you know, beat Kirby right now. I just want to get my feet wet. So I want to play a little bit of Kirby. I want to finish Bayonetta, catch up on some TV. I'm behind in a whole bunch of shit. I was watching American Dad earlier. I was like, okay, I'm behind in that, behind in Black Lightning still, blackish, behind in Modern Family. I'm behind in so much shit. But um, I uh, once I finish Bayonetta, I think I'm just gonna start catching up on a lot of shit this weekend. So that that seems that seems like that'll be fun. Catch up on a bunch of TV, cross some shit off my list, and then at some point I will eventually go into Ash versus the Evil Dead. Which I guess is a good transitioning point into the television section. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I caught up in Z Nation finally and I can't remember where I left off at when I was talking with you guys last episode, but I pretty much watched all of season four I think in like two or three days, maybe two days. So I just just flew through season four and I had made a joke that basically Warren's tits get nicer every season, which is very, you know, not PC or whatever, but it, I, I, I don't understand why, but her chess game just gets stronger every season. But, you know, maybe they just got a higher budget. So like the breast people are just, you know, talking in overtime hours. I don't know but um and I also said that uh Addie's hair gets nicer every season not knowing that Addie was gone all of fucking season four when I said that I think I saw like one episode of season four with Addie in it and then she was gone the whole season and I didn't look up if the uh, actress had some like other you know conflicting shit in real life that was preventing her from being in season four but that really caught me off guard because I was just waiting for her in every fucking scene like and here comes Addie and here comes that. and she never came so that really bummed me out and uh I I would assume this isn't spoilers because this came out what like six months ago I don't even know how long ago it came out Uh huh so maybe it was spoilers I apologize if those were spoilers I'll guess I'll put that caption in the description but well fuck it I'm already here man I might as well just fucking just spoil all the shit at this point right well um yeah I'm gonna spoil all the shit so she fucking goes to Zona for episode she's like oh yeah fuck this I'm out this bitch I don't trust none of y'all niggas at all deuces and then coincidentally shit goes bananas as soon as she says that shit everybody start killing each other when that dude killed that dude with um golf golf club in the beginning i thought that was fucking hilarious and that dude who was uh the dude who owns zona or run zona or whatever he was chilling in his house this huffing ether or whatever it was with this with um, couple girls around him and he's like yeah we need to use a helipad and he seemed like he was about to kill them, or he was high or he was about to fuck the girls but you couldn't really tell either way which i, I thought was interesting but uh i thought that was uh a really good season even though it uh I think if I had to rank all the seasons I think season three might be the weak link weak link in my personal opinion just because I just love season one so fucking much even though it probably wasn't the best season and season two season two and season one I feel like are inseparable versus the rest of the seasons like I guess like yeah if you fall off or whatever or you like pick it up in different parts I it's okay I guess But one and two, I really, really stand by those first two seasons of Z Nation. But uh, uh, Z Nation, sorry, had a brain fart for a minute. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, if you know me in real life, which I assume is most of y'all, other than the Russian bots, shout out to y'all, y'all fuck the election, you know, but y'all ain't bombing me yet, so we Gucci, I guess and shouts out to the NSA because you know I don't know y'all gonna need it at this point y'all gonna need the good luck and well wishes with Bolton over there even though wait National Security Advisor I assume would be ahead of the National Security Agency but it's probably not right but as you know don't quote me I feel like I can just like get that tattooed on my forehead because, like, niggas know that I do not know a lot of things. But should I do know, I'm very adamant about, as you may or may not know. You know? Anywho, back to Z Nation season four. Do, 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 do. Badadadad, badadad, badadadad, up Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing that. I guess I'm stalling because I'm damn i almost called myself fat in a rhyme that's fucked up anyway z nation season four was dope and i recommend the show if you like zombies it's kind of a you know a given it's a show about zombies but uh i like the fact that season four ended on a really um I guess like they keep upping the stakes when all the season finales and you keep thinking like, oh, there's no way they can like top that and scale. Oh, they topped it again. So season four definitely kind of like ratcheted up the end of the world, you know, so which I think was cool. But uh, anyway, I, I I guess I'm stalling because I want to talk about the show that got me so fucking hyped the last couple of days, which I just discovered late is Santa Clarita Diet which I started on I believe Saturday and I finished it yesterday I I was flying through that shit and that shit was so fucking funny I was I was I was dying on every episode and so if you don't know what Santa Clarita Diet is about it is but it like it transitions very well if you're watching Z Nation like me because it's about a mom who basically discovers she's like like a a zombie like in the sense of if you ever seen the show i zombie they're kind of like a zombie like that where they're like you know they're they're aware that they need to eat to live and they're kind of cool or whatever but you know they're like human they can you know go to work and shit pay bills but they're still the undead so basically drew barrymore wakes up and realizes that she's the undead and uh she you know realize that she needs to eat people to stay alive and her husband i forgot his name but he is the star of justified if you've ever seen that show which is not a comedy it was a, a drama uh and that was on fx it ended a while ago but he was the star of that show so just google justified that dude and he is the husband in the show and he he nails his role he's probably my favorite character because everything he says and does I feel like is relatable as shit. Except for, you know, the minor fact of him just being the the epitome of a ride or die with the zombie wife. I'm just like, I don't know, man. You really going the extra extra mile for the for you know, she is dead. Remember that. Like, you are still fucking this bitch and you are aware she is dead, like <laughs> which I keep waiting for him to get infected, but I assume in this world, you know, fucking zombies raw doesn't get you infected but uh, maybe they weren't doing it wrong I don't know I'm just using iZombie logic which is in iZombie even if you're wearing a condom you can still get the zombie virus which I just think makes sense but you know in Santa Clarita Diet it's a comedy so I understand people let shit go and Santa Clarita Diet had me fucking dying because every fucking thing in that show was just over the top white privilege in a sense where it's just like these people are really bad at lying they're really bad at covering their tracks and they really don't plan things out well let's see how they never get caught (laughs) it's so fucking funny to watch how they just like luck their ways out of every situation it is like like how the fuck are y'all not dead or in jail on like like minutes into this shit but you know it's a comedy and it, it nails the comedy part and there are some parts that really had me like like really like wincing because I was like holy fucking shit that just happened right it's like jump out of your seat almost or just like holy like I, I won't ruin all of it but there is one part where a dude's hand basically is not his hand and that's all I'm gonna say Cause you will not see it coming. You're just going to be all like, da, 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 oh my God. <laughs> and, that, and I believe that was in season two where I was just like, oh my Lord, that was, that, that was very subtle. And that, that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole show so far. But, um, I got to wait a whole year for season three cause I, cause season two just came out last weekend, I believe. So that that's, sh- and I, as soon as I started watching, I just started telling all my friends to watch it. And all of the feedback I've gotten is pretty much what I've been saying. Like this shit's funny as fuck. Only person I know who didn't think it was funny as fuck was my mom. But she just don't really like a lot of comedy. So pretty much anything that's hella fucking funny. She's like I don't really fuck with it. And I'm going to talk about I guess the last thing of this episode. The last topic of the day. And that is the new episode of Roseanne. And you may or may not know that in this reboot or remake whatever you want to call it of Roseanne she is a Trump supporter and a lot of people did not like that and they were like we got to boycott this shit right the fuck now we are boycotting this shit we're not watching this shit and so I say all that to say this the minute I come home from work today minute I turn on like you know I come home you know get situated you know take off clothes or whatever put keys down blah 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 after I do all of that shit, turn on my computer, do all of that shit, turn on the TV, all of that shit, I just coincidentally walk into, I think, uh, Hardball or All In or some MSNBC show, I don't know, I walk into them saying that Roseanne's record... For ratings was basically the highest that any comedy I think it was any comedy has been in the last four years or some. I can't remember the exact stat but it is something the highest rating last four years was the part that I took away from that and I was thinking to myself one that boycott didn't really work and two wow people forget that Trump supporters actually exist in this country I don't forget that I remember that every fucking day but a lot of people don't because they think out of sight, out of mind, and they they think that, you know, we got to get this Trump shit off TV, because they don't want to normalize them, or they don't want to support it, whatever their reasons may or may not be, so I actually watched this episode, and before I even tell you what I thought of it, I have to say, never seen an entire episode of Roseanne before, so this was my first foray in an entire episode of Roseanne, I think I've seen bits and pieces like the ends of episodes or whatever before I'm watching something else maybe three or four times before today and so I watched this first episode which was a twofer and I watched this first episode and I gotta say y'all overreacted y'all overreacted so goddamn hard like holy shit did y'all overreact oh my god y'all overreacted like I just want to scream and break this mic right now at how bad y'all overreacted like goddamn, like I understand if you don't want to watch the shit because you don't like Roseanne or you don't think it's funny or whatever but like if y'all really boycotting the shit like you need to get some hobbies or something man like really like this what y'all standing for like this you know just okay comedy like I thought it, like you had a couple of moments that really had me laughing and I also re- really appreciated the fact that they had Trump supporters and Hillary supporters in the same room, because that's something I just don't really see on TV that often. I remember on Blackish, there was an episode about Trump, which was one episode. <laughs> so uh, I guess that kind of was the case for this twofer, because in the second part, they didn't really talk about Trump much just on the first part. and they only, I think like made like two or three jokes in the whole episode. But I'm not gonna lie. Roseanne had a couple of good barbs in, and I forgot her sister's name or cousin. Or I don't remember uh, everybody's name. I you know I know Roseanne and John Goodman. That's all I know. So I remember Roseanne had a couple of good jokes, and the Hillary supporter had a couple of good jokes. Uh, the only problem I had with that episode is that like at the very end, it made it seem like you know Hillary supporters like kind of don't have it all together. That's the only part that kind of bothered me. But you know. I'm not really tripping to the point where I gotta boycott it. That being said, will I watch more episodes? Probably not, but that's just because my backlist is long and I got hella games I want to play. It's not like I'm boycotting the shit. I'm just like, just don't watch it. This is like, <laughs> like, goddamn, like, is this really that complicated? Like, I don't want to watch the shit because I don't think it's funny or like, I don't like it or like, I don't like the actors or whatever. Like, sure, you can pick any reason you want. It's America, I guess, but like, like y'all really boycotting the shit because there's a Trump supporter in it like god damn man get a life but that's my personal opinion and uh if I had to rate it out of 10 I guess I would give the twofer um actually I'm, I'm gonna be generous I guess I would give it an 8 out of 10 honestly because one they had a cute little black girl I'm not, I'm not sure her relation I'm guessing she was either one of the One of Roseanne's kids' kids, so one of Roseanne's grandkids, or uh, adopted grandkid, I'm not sure what her role was. And also, there was um, one of her other grandkids who isn't like gay, but like everybody thinks he's gay because he like dresses like a little bit of flair, you know, has like certain you know flamboyant mannerisms, I guess. So, everybody's like, you know, you think he may or may not be gay, but like everybody's like the, we still love him we could ride or die with him you know like like John Goodman gave him a knife like you know like you know like he didn't give him a knife for the intent purpose of like if someone fucks with you stab him to death but just like you know just as a you know you're my grandson I love you you know that's cool and Roseanne like she gave a little speech and she gave a little speech in front of the class like basically the gist of the speech was don't fuck with my grandson I'll cut you like which I appreciated. like like y'all really like I understand if not all Trump supporters are like that because you know you know I have an internet connection so I know that's not the case but if y'all like Roseanne so much and this was such a blow to y'all that she's a Trump supporter shouldn't it matter more that she still has the same character like she's still a good person But, I mean, like, it's not like she's out causing all this fucking crazy policy right now. Like, if y'all vote for Democrats in 2018, 2020, maybe we can fix most and or all of this shit. And I understand if you want to resent some shit that they did. But, like, at this point, we're we're almost two years removed from it. Like, we just got to pick up the pieces and move on. Like, if someone tells me they voted for Trump, I'm definitely not going to look at them the same. But I'm not going to treat them all fucked up forever. I mean like at some point you just got to move on in my personal opinion as long as you're not like actively riding with him now then the past is in the past as long as you just own up to like okay we probably shouldn't have put this person in power then I can rock with you but if you're at this point on March 28th 2018 at this point if you think that Trump is just killing it is crushing it right now I can't rock with you. Not invited to the kickout. Stamp of disapproval. Next them. That's how I feel. But you know. Everybody's different. So I'm not disillusioned. Like oh my god. There's a Trump supporter on television. I personally thought it was kind of refreshing. I don't think I'm going to watch. Like I'm just going to start standing for Roseanne. And watching this shit every week. But y'all definitely over fucking reacted. But it's the internet. That's what y'all do. But you know whatever, and, um, I think I have gone on long enough, so, um, yeah, uh, if y'all, if y'all like me, subscribe, I guess, that's what people say, like, I know what them YouTube did, like, hey, hit the, hit the like button, hit the subscribe, or I'll hit my buddy in the nuts, <laughs> like, them niggas, but, like, um, so, I guess, like, if y'all like The shit like it or whatever or subscribe or whatever give me shouts out to your homies and your homies homies and they homies and they homies mamas and they mama's homies I guess even though mamas probably don't fuck with me because I swear a lot talk about video games and shit but if they do like all that shit I'm here I'm your boy I'm your guy and you can follow me on twitter at ugly flame u g l y you ain't got no alibi flame Don't put that you ain't got no alibi part though. It's just ugly flame. And uh, I am on Anchor and iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and Blueberry. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I only really, really rock with three of them. But what I'm going to do is leave y'all to guess which three. That way none of the two can like. You know, take shots at me like, oh, they he talking shit about our shit on our shit. Like, they just gonna have to guess that I'm I'm not talking about them. Everybody's cool, but um, yeah. So follow me on Twitter. At one point, I'm gonna get a Patreon. And shouts out to my friend Asani who was on an episode a couple back. He he provided me with some um some. I'm not sure if it's temporary or if it's permanent. I'm honestly not sure. But he he provided me with some intro music and I hope y'all enjoyed it and um yeah so this is the Don't Quote Me podcast March twenty eighth, 2018 I hope y'all have a good night good morning good weekend good all that shit get some good good get some good head give some good head I guess and if you don't know how to google that shit that's what the internet is for we're learning how to give people good sex and head that's like at least 20% of what the internet is for. So I hope y'all have a good night. And as some people listening to this know, you should not let the bed bugs bite. All right. And I'm out this busy. Deuces.